Welcome to Go Rangers Radio, where the New York Rangers are always the talk of the town. If you bleed red, white, and Rangers blue, hail the king, follow the bread man, and know how to spell Capo Caco, then you've tuned to the right place. And now, here are your handsome hosts, Kevin Delury and Paul Cuthbert. They're not always going to get it right. But you can be damn sure they'll pretend they are. Now, let's go Rangers Radio. Yeah, good evening everybody and welcome to Go Rangers Radio. Broadcasting live from the Go Hockey Media Studios in New York. Baby, yours truly, Mr. Paul Cuthbert, and everybody, please say hello to your friend and mine, Mr. Kevin DeLore, KD, what's with the beard, buddy? Lurking on my uh, my Facebook page today. <laughs> Pretty scary stuff, man. <laughs> actually, to, to be fair, that's actually an older picture. I My wife made me shave on Wednesday, so... No beard anymore, so. Oh, all right. That's lame. So let's do the show. Let's start the intro over because it makes no sense now. <laughs> what are you doing putting up the old photo? Oh, I thought it looked good. I thought it was a good photo of myself, so I wanted to put it up. Yeah, if you're joining a Zach Brown tribute band. <laughs> <laughs> What's the know, story, buddy? Good. What's going on with that? You can't mess with your fan base like that. <laughs> Hey man, I you know look, I got nothing else going on, so I figured I'd grow a beard. It it got pretty out of control. If anybody, actually, I updated the Twitter handle as well and uh, Twitter picture, so uh, people can check it out on my Twitter. Might see what my beard looked like, but yeah, clean shaven again. You know, getting ready. I'm getting ready for the playoff beard. I got to start with a clean slate, my friend. <laughs> oh my goodness, gonna start all over again. Well, I'll tell you what, pal. Um, you know, whatever floats your boat. You know, scruff on, scruff off. I just don't think it's nice that you just mess with your fan base like that, you know, and, and, and your friends <laughs> who think that's hey, what you look, look like right now. And, and it's, it's not, you know, it's 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 fake news. <laughs> what else is new on Twitter? Like 99% of what you read on Twitter isn't fake. So I figured I'd just, you know, join the brigade. So there we go. All right, buddy. Well, here we are, Wednesday, July 8th. Um, I was supposed to be in New Jersey tonight playing a gig on the beach. At Jenks Pavilion, but uh, that's not happening. And here I am talking to you uh, during uh, Phase 4 here out in Long Island of the reopening phases. And as far as hockey and sports is concerned, we're getting a little closer to just uh, American sports in general here besides the NHL. Uh, the MLB is looking to kick things off here at the end of the month, too, as the New York Mets will uh, you know, try again to not make the playoffs or win a World Series again and the Yankee fans are all excited uh, about those guys. Hopefully, you know, marching down somewhere. I don't know if they'll be. Would they be allowed to march down Broadway? KD, do you think if if anybody won a championship this time around? I, I don't think any team is going to be parading down anything anytime soon because <laughs> none of this is happening. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Oh man! I I, I appreciate all the leagues efforts to you know try to bring sports back but i'm 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 not convinced it's happening again like i was saying two weeks ago 
Well, there's breakouts happening left and right, and they haven't even started yet. Have not started yet. Well, that's why you have extra the guys NHL. What did the NHL say? There was like 24 guys that tested positive already, and the teams haven't really even gotten together yet. I mean, they have, you know, what are they in phase two or whatever they're in right now? Drink some roll in and get out on the ice. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, but if they're going to have to quarantine for two weeks or whatever the, the mandate is from, from the league, like once this thing starts going through a team, <laughs> it's over. It has, it literally has to go just through one team in any of the sports and it's all over. Like, you can't just have, like, put off, like, one of the qualifying rounds, you know, if everybody on the Hurricanes, you know, gets COVID. Like, all right, we're going to pause it. No, it's, it's then it's over. <laughs> and now we also don't even know if, because you're seeing in baseball, especially in the NBA, a lot of the players are saying they're not even reporting. Um, so we don't even know what's going to go on with that with the NHL. It sounds like, for the most part, the NHL players are going to be there. I haven't really heard of anybody not. But I guess in the new CBA that they just, I guess they didn't pass it yet. The players have to vote on it. But um, players are, are, are allowed to not show up and there'll be no repercussions. So, you know, that could be something that, that ultimately stops it from happening as well. And what do they got to like July 13th to make that decision or something, right? Yeah, yeah, but that's Monday, right? So that's that's when the training camps open. That's phase three, I guess. I don't know about you, but I'd be going to hang out with uh, Pat Mahomes right now. That's what I'd be doing. <laughs> <laughs> Looking to become a real close friend of his. <laughs> <laughs> Fly me out to KC, buddy. And, hang out. and he's going to be making that money. And the NFL probably won't play this year. Exactly. Make all that money and... Uh, you know, sitting around doing nothing. So. What kind of an – I mean, that's a super deal, man. Let's just talk about this real quick. I mean, they might not even play, right? <laughs> man, he gets that – I mean, I didn't look at it, but I don't know how much is guaranteed up front. But 503 mil, baby, before playing the second – I mean, he could technically retire. He won the Super Bowl. It's done, right? But that's unbelievable, man, getting that kind of cash. And they don't even know if they're going to get a season going this year. <laughs> Bravo. Yeah, look, uh, get you know, get your money when you can. You come off a, a Super Bowl win. You're the, you know the most talented player in in the NFL, and and God bless, good for him. That's why I have my son playing football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, forget that I, the other stuff, man. <laughs> the other day, I bought him like uh, he's trying out for like the travel team here, in Mass Speaker, the Mustangs. And uh, yeah, he was having trouble with like the ladder drill. I went right on Amazon. I bought one. I've been yelling at him on the front lawn for the whole week, like faster. <laughs> Do you, did you see Pat Mahomes' contract? <laughs> You're not going fast enough. Oh man, too much. That's a nice cake. I don't know if Capocaco's ever going to make that much money in the NHL. <laughs> oh, he forget it. When he brings home a Stanley Cup. If they, if the NHL ever comes back, um, forget it. He's going to get uh, 600 mil. <laughs> so, buddy, Actually, what... I was going to say, it's a good segue into, into what's going on here because, you know, another part of, of what's going on with the CBA is that they're not going to be increasing the salary cap now. Um, so the Rangers might be finding themselves in, in, in a little bit of an issue. I guess most teams will. You know, who were hoping uh, the cap would go up, 
maybe there'd be an amnesty buyout, and that doesn't look like it's happening either. So now the Rangers are going to have some, you know, after this season, if it does happen, they're going to have some interesting uh, decisions to make with some of these guys. Well, give me give me an example. Ryan Strom. Okay. Tony D'Angelo. All right. Jesper Fast. Okay. Your boy Georgiev. Georgiev's you not know, going these anywhere. Are, these are guys. Henrik Lundqvist. What are you going to do with him? Is he? Do you? Are you going to buy him out now? Just a regular buyout? Is that something you want to have more dead cap space, or is the decision to trade Georgiev keep Lundqvist around for another year as sort of like a mentor to Shesty, um, and, and go that route because you know with the cap not going up, it it makes things interesting for the Rangers. Um, what, what you know, would you, let's stay with Hank and Georgie here. What would you do? What do you think if they're in that situation, what do you think they should do? Or what would, I hate, what would GM yeah, Delory do? I hate buying out. I, I hate the idea of buying out a player who has one year left on his contract. And I think that next summer, I mean, the Rangers are losing so much off the cap with, you know, Lundqvist and Stahl and um, so uh, having that money coming off the books um, is going to be huge. And to now, if you do buy out Lundqvist, you will have some of that dead cap space um, there, which which will, will hurt them. And, and at that point, you know, next summer, you know, you hope that they'll be going into. So this season was the, you know, the rebuild and, you know, let's get some experience for the young kids. And next season is the when we need to make the playoffs. Um, and then the season after that is is let's go, let's roll. And you would hope during that off season when they did have all this cap space due to these players, um, these big time contracts coming off the books, you know they'd be able to pick up some big time free agents, um, you know to help them on what at that point will be turning into you know that you would expect the team would be at the point of being a cup contender. Um, so, you know, it, it, it's an interesting, it, that to me is going to be the biggest decision, what to do at Lundqvist. Do you want to have that dead cap space out there, uh, for a couple more years or let's get rid of Georgiev. Let's keep Lundqvist around for that final year. Give him his sort of swan song. And then we completely lose that contract in that summer. And, and we could bring in some, some top. Uh, line talent, depending on where they need it at that point, uh, to solidify this team as a, as a legit cup contender. Well, I think that's. Re- I mean, look, you know, as much as a Georgie fan I am, you've got. I think that's the way to go. You, you try and get something for Georgiev, you know, and 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 hang on to Hank there for another year and, and let him, you know, hang with Chesty. I think if you know, you buy Hank out, you know, if you have Georgiev and Chesty here. You know, you're talking about split duty, and I don't think either of those guys, especially Shesterkin, is gonna is not suited for sharing the net. I think that's a uh, a guy that you know you, you want to ride him and and put him in, and, and he just seems to be the kind of young guy that could step in and and play you know fifty sixty games a year and carry the team. He just seems to me that way, uh, probably even more than than Georgiev. Um, believe it or not, I'm saying that as much as I love the kids, but. Um, <laughs> I think that's really the best route to go for the Rangers if, if that's the situation. So, you know, yeah, not? I agree with you. I, and I think I've, I've actually have changed my thought process on it because of 
no amnesty buyout and there's no increase in the cap because I've been saying, you know, all along that, you know, Lundquist really serves no purpose here anymore in this rebuild. Um, and, and I'd love to have a, a, du- a young up-and-coming du- goaltending duo with Shesterkin and Georgiev. But, you know, not having the amnesty buyout and not having the increase in the cap, you know, that changes things. It changes things for, for a, lot of, a lot of people. Um, you know, D'Angelo, who maybe they were looking to get a long-term deal, maybe they don't do that anymore because they now have some young upcoming defenseman, Andre Miller, Niles Lundqvist. So, you know, you're going to have to pay Fox. You're already paying Truba a ton of money. So, uh, you know, there's going to be an odd man out. And unfortunately, that looks like D'Angelo. Now, you know, he's still a restricted free agent. So, you know, maybe it works out anyway where they go to arbitration. You know, the arbitrator gives D'Angelo a two-year deal at a smaller amount of money. And actually, I think that would be perfect. You know, if they can get him, you know, that deal for, you know, two years. And by that point, you know, hopefully Condre and, and Lundqvist will uh, either, you know, learn down in the AHL and be NHL ready by then. Um, or, you know, they're just pushing each other if they are NHL ready right away. Um, you just have all that competition. But and then maybe you could trade D'Angelo and, at a, and he's got a, a lower contract. But um, and the same thing with Strom. Um, you know, uh, I never wanted to give Strom a long-term contract. I've been saying that the whole time, even though Strom is my boy. Um, I never felt as though giving him a long-term contract was a smart idea. So, again, I think they go to arbitration with him. With him, they can only get a one-year deal. Again, I think that's great. That works out. Give him that one-year deal. Work, you know, you have all the younger kids. He's going to be a veteran on the team. And, and after that, you see where you are. Um, so I think that that's really should be the game plan with this team going forward. You know, like you said, trade Georgiev, uh, go to arbitration with Strom and, and D'Angelo and have those shorter deals for them. And then the one guy who's still out there is Foss. And uh, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but, you know, hopefully you have enough to bring him back as I would like to bring him back. I think he's the sort of, you know, those glue guys who are great uh, for Stanley Cup winning teams. And he'd be a perfect, you know, third or fourth liner. But he could uh, be for, replaced. Uh, there's, there's a, no, he you know, can. No, I wouldn't overpay kind of for him. Yeah, I wouldn't overpay Stormer for too. him. I mean, as much as I love Stormer, too, he, he, he's you can get another guy like him and maybe even a guy a little bigger than him. Yeah, and, and I think that that's where the arbitration really helps the Rangers here, having that they're both restricted free agents. If they're unrestricted free agents, it's see you later. Um, but, you know, I think that they're both still very good players. And if you can get them on this one or two year deals through, you know, arbitration, I I, I think that works out for them. So I think that the Rangers are actually, you know, in a decent spot, you know, where they they have this out um, with those two who, 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 you know, they're looking for a bigger payday, obviously, coming off the years that they had. And, you know, D'Angelo sat out, you know, during most of training camp last year. So I don't know how he reacts to. You know, whatever happens, look, he goes to arbitration, he's got to take it. But um, the cap thing definitely changes things. Maybe it saves the Rangers. I mean, the cap, when when the NHL instituted the cap, you know, whenever they came back from the lockout, when was that, whatever, 2004 or whatever it was, um, you know, it saved them. You know, it, it forced them to reevaluate 
you know, what they were doing as a franchise and say they just couldn't go out there and spend as much money possible, you know, on guys like Holik and, and, you know, I don't have to go through the list, Lindros and, and, and everybody else. Um, so maybe that happens here, too, where the Rangers are saved maybe from making a mistake and giving Strom a longer term contract. And I don't know that they were going to do that uh, or giving D'Angelo a longer term contract. Now they have the shorter term contract. They have some young guys in the pipeline, and, and, and we go from there, and, and the rebuild can continue, and they don't really sort of sabotage themselves by giving out, you know, uh, another in a long line of terrible long-term contracts. Yeah, I mean, well, we've talked about extensively pretty much all year about, you know, the the Rangers, especially on an organizational standpoint as far as where J.D. and, and Gorton are, they're, they're in a, you know, the way they handled uh, Kratzoff and, and Lindgren, too. It, um, they, they're in a position of strength and you know they've pretty much got all their big guys right now that they need let me ask you this go going back to hank and uh, let's pretend uh, we go in the room where it happens and you're there <laughs> and um say they they make the decision they're going to trade georgie or whatever and then they pull hank in and say hey look we're going to trade georgie and we want you to stay but we want you to be the number two and back up and for your argument's sake hank says no way i want out trade me and get rid of me um what happens then What's your take on that kind of scenario? Well, I, I think that they would have that conversation with him before they trade Georgiev. I mean, <laughs> that wouldn't be very smart of them not to have that conversation, you know, ahead of time. So well, I, it, I think that they would they would but, take care of that. But if we've um, talked about the fact that that's the smart, that's the better idea, right? Isn't that right now? Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's better to trade Georgiev, almost like kind of like what we were going to do there. Uh, we were talking about it all season long, right? We thought he was going to go to yeah. Leafs and all that other stuff, right? Oh, that's yeah. No, we if he said, about. yeah, look, if he says trade me, you know, that's not what I want. Trade me. If he's willing to uh, drop his no move clause, then fine. See you later. And, um, and, okay, no pro- so with that said, do the Rangers still go ahead and, and trade Georgiev and say they trade Hank? And then, you know, they maybe work on, you know, a, a second or third string, some kind of backup, or we look at what's going on the farm there, and, and we put everything in Shesty's hands. No, I think if if that's the case where Lundqvist isn't happy with that scenario, and I can't imagine he wouldn't be because, to be honest, without – and I think your gift sort of came out of nowhere with this organization. I think the plan has always been for this final year for sort of Shestyork and to be taking over sort of – you know, Lundqvist handing the sort of baton to him or, hand, you know, the mantle over to him and saying, you know, it's your team now and, and I'm going to help you, with, you know, in this my final year. Um, so I, I think that's always been the scenario with this team. And I'm, I'm assuming Lundqvist saw it, saw it coming from a mile away that Shesterkin was going to come here and supplant him um, this coming year. Um, so Georgiev sort of, I, I don't think, was ever really in their plans. And he forced his way in. And kudos to the kid, um, you know, for doing that. So, look, if 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 they could get rid of, of you know, if they could trade Lundqvist. And I would I would sign Georgiev. I don't think it would take that much to re-sign Georgiev at this point. He is a backup goalie. I mean, he is what he is. What? I mean, he had a good year. But he's, he's a backup goalie. He's, he's a backup a goalie one. on this team. He's a number one. Come on. Yeah, he's a ba- he. At the end of the day, he's a backup goalie on this Stop team. And, and really, what are you gonna what are you gonna give him a million? You know, million two. So I mean, it's not like he's gonna cost that much. And 
And if you're getting Hank's money off the books, if you're trading him, I'm assuming the team that you're going to trade him for, you know, the Rangers would have to eat some of that money. But they would be getting a significant amount of his contract off the books. So I think they would be able to sign gear give to, you know, whatever you want to sign to a two-year deal, you know, mill per. You know, I don't think that's the worst thing in the world either. But at the end of the day, I don't see long. Listen, I don't see Lundqvist getting upset about it. I just don't. I don't think he wants to leave. I think he wants to have, I think the final season has him there. And, um, you know, they'll celebrate him the entire year, um, you know, sort of the way they did with, you know, a- any great player that that's leaving. You know, you knew Eli Manning was going out and, and you'll know Lundqvist is going out. And, uh, you know, they'll do the right thing by him. I think he'll want that. Um, and plus the team is going to be good. You know, he, he could potentially, you know, win a uh, Stanley cup that year too. Um, but you know, that, that's just my thought on it. I, I don't think he wants to go anywhere. All right. Speculation, man. That's all we got right now. Yeah, right? That's, that's, that's Hey, look, what else are we going to talk about? <laughs> um, the, uh, it looks like the CBA is going to get extended here too. I mean, this is just. I mean, you can't make this up, right, KD? I mean, there's no hockey yet. We're we're waiting, and they're you know looks like they're uh, you know extending the CBA here, and they don't have to worry about that, and so on and so forth. Which which I guess is is great news for fans, and I guess we we should, might as well. There's nothing wrong with thinking about the future and stuff. Uh, what's your take on 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 that uh, recent um, news? Yeah, I mean, I think it's smart that they got it out of the way. I mean, you might as well. I mean, they're trying to um, you know get this whole sort of return to play thing going on. So let's, let's talk about the CBA as well. Um, you know, I know that, uh, Panarin was outspoken. He had the issue with the escrow. Um, and, and he wasn't happy with the amount of money that was going, you know, into escrow from the players. Um, and it looks like in this new CBA, that's going to, I guess, work out better for the players. I mean, I'm not an expert in, in, in that in the escrow department. I, I know I pay escrow on my mortgage and I always get screwed <laughs> at the end of the year, but, um, <laughs> but, um, so it looks like, uh, I, I think it was smart to get it done now. Um, so they don't have, we don't have to worry about another lockout down the road, which you're always, uh, worried about. Um, you know, some of the issues, uh, that usually come up with cap and stuff, they, they worked out. It, it seems though they worked in a thing with the, uh, the free agency where you don't have the pre-interviews anymore, sort of going back to the old system where it just turns into a free agency frenzy on July. Well, I guess not going to be July 1st, whenever they do it this year, um, where it's just that's when it happens. There's no sort of leaking on deals that's going to happen before deadline. There's no talking ahead of time, and, and it just turns into sort of a frenzy, which to me had more you know entertainment purposes to it all. So that, that's pretty great uh, to see that they're bringing that back as well. And I guess there's other things involved with it. But the main thing is that we don't have to worry about another lockout. I mean, to me, I mean, the other stuff, you know, that's more for the players and, you know, minimum, minimum salaries and, and that kind of thing, obviously salary caps and that whatnot. So, um, good to get it done. And obviously they talked about how they're going to start, you know, this season and what the protocol is going to be. Obviously it looks like we're going to, uh, Edmonton and Toronto, which is with the way the virus is going in the United States, that's probably a smart decision to get the hell out of here um, and, and go to another country where um, it's not as uh, ravaging uh, everyone up there. So that's good. Um, I saw that they would come up with, I guess the coaches aren't wearing masks behind the bench. 
which I guess is good. You know, I don't know. I, it hasn't I, been proven if you can get it from the back of your head or your neck. Yeah, you know, so. I, I, I mean, for safety reasons, I, you know, I mean, probably would have liked to see that they had them on, but you know, that that's a decision they're making, not me. Um, so, you know, it look training camp start on the 13th. That's Monday. I think that they traveled to the hub cities. Well, I mean, uh, with no. that, that whole thing with the face mask thing, though, real quick, I would assume since they're all getting tested. So if everybody's negative, I guess it's not a big issue. And I know we can sit here and talk about, uh, you know, asymptomatic and everything else. But I guess it's all doing, it's all going under the assumption that, hey, look, everybody in, in the room has been tested and, you know, everybody's cool with that. And that's why. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, look, I guess at that point, um, you know, after they go through the training camps and they're in the bubble um, and, and like you said, everybody's being tested, I guess at that point it doesn't matter. Why don't they bring um, them to New but... York, man? We're doing good here. <laughs> no, <laughs> keep them out of the United States. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just happy because the, I guess initially it sounded like they were going to Vegas, which is just like that was a disaster. I, I couldn't even if the virus wasn't coming back in that area, like I just never. It, it's like the NBA players in Orlando, which is even worse now because of just how terrible the virus is down in Florida now. But even before that, it's just like you're putting the players in Disney World. like. Why would you put them in Disney World? I gotta think. Uh, I have to believe that maybe the reason maybe Vegas was because of location, as far as maybe cutting some of the travel in and out. Not so much in the East Coast, obviously. Yeah, but the but, big, but the biggest factor with the whole thing is the virus. Like making sure these players don't get it. <laughs> like that's good. That's the biggest factor. Oh, bring them to New York. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, it, look, it's it's definitely safer than, you know, Vegas. Um, but again, now you now you put them in Manhattan. <laughs> so, you know, and I know that I know that everything is, well, is you know, the numbers you, are. Yeah, but Katie, you know, there's rules in place. These it's this isn't the new norm. It's not like if like they were in Vegas, they were going to be able to go out and hang out and play and all that stuff. I mean, they're pretty strict with the guys as it is. You know, even under normal circumstances. So I have to believe, you know, whatever the heck the reason was. I mean, I think it's just kind of, it's funny now or not funny. You know, here we are, the United States of America, and we can't host a hub city (laughs) because, you know, whatever kind of term you want to use here as far as, you know, the situation. uh, Nobody wants to wear a mask. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, you know. It's unbelievable. But anyway, um, I mean, for all of us watching, it doesn't really matter, right? As far as the players are concerned, they just need to know where to go, um, you know, where to, to, to log in and, I mean, uh, to load in and, and, and all that other stuff and just get ready to play hockey. I guess, you know, it's funny now here. Like I said, it's July 8th. We're creeping a little closer here, um, getting close to here. The uh, You know, next week is pretty much, you know, the, towards the middle of the month. I mean, we're flying here. And, you know, we're getting closer to see what happens. You know, and just again, you know, uh, watching the Premier League, I mean, there hasn't been anything coming out in terms of what these guys are doing. Games are being played. Most of the guys, like I said, there hasn't been anybody, um, you know, I'm just, you know, off the top of my head here. Like I said, I haven't read anything since the last game, but I haven't seen any of the players on Manchester United or any of the Premier League uh, teams been announced. There hasn't been any kind of, oh, you know, things aren't going good right now. It seems to be everything's kind of working well with, um, you know, what they're doing. And and most of, 
from what I've seen from other writers, a lot of people believe that you can take, um, you know, whatever happened with the Blues there and a couple of players here and there and, and, and whatever happens in, in certain cities here and there or whatever. But for the most part, you know, a lot of them are saying that the NHL is probably going to probably have the best setup for this or the best situation. They seem to be testing a lot. I mean, they seem to be ahead And they're of in Canada. Bit. <laughs> well, I mean, well, there you go, right? I mean, so you got to give them credit for doing that. It's like, well, no, let's, I do. let's let's go where where the disease isn't really that much. <laughs> so, well, that's it. I mean, that's why I, I think I agree with you. I think the NHL probably has the best chance of of working um, because the NBA is in Florida. <laughs> like, you couldn't be in a worse place. Yeah, I don't and know. then the Major League Baseball, they're going to be traveling. I mean, they're playing in their own stadiums. So now. Yeah. And I know that there's been I haven't really been following it too much, but I know there's been issues with the testing and getting results back. And so apparently that whole thing has been a mess as well. So, yeah, amazingly enough, uh, you know, kudos to, to Mr. Batman It's not not too often you say that around here. Uh, but, you know, it seems as though the NHL has really got their stuff together on this. And, and look, it still may not work out, uh, but I, I won't criticize them for trying and putting together what looks like a, a pretty competent plan um now hopefully uh you know it works out i mean because the problem is is that you know one team goes down like i mentioned before it, the whole thing is done i mean and and at what point do they make that decision i mean it, it sounds like they're open you know all, all right, the leagues but, are open okay so if that's the big concern right but if they're putting them in these hub cities right and they're going to get them in here ahead of the tournament starting. So they're going to have them. They're basically going to be quarantined in these hub cities, right, before the, the tournament starts. And they're going to get tested. And, you know, for the most part, KD and all of us hanging around here in Long Island, New York, and most of us, you know, you know, knock on wood, like I said, you know, I don't know about your circle, my circle. I know a ton of circles. Like a, Nobody's really gotten sick around here, you know, as far as you mm -hmm. know, doing things. Obviously, there's, there's people who have gotten sick. It's for real. There's people who have passed away, uh, all that stuff. But in terms of the big numbers, uh, we were talking about, you know, three, four weeks ago with not only the reopening here in New York, but the protests and everything else. And the numbers have stayed flat here in New York. They just keep going down. Uh, with every stage that we kind of go through. Now, obviously, New York did the right thing when we shut down, no international travel, all that other stuff, and we closed up early, stayed in lockdown, and now we're in more in control of uh, of what's going on. And, and, like, we had talked about this myself a couple weeks ago, too. Let's see how the next couple, two, three weeks go. So, so far, watching this every week, it seems to still be going okay. So... If you take the the footprint or the game plan of what's happened here in New York, proper lockdown, everybody kind of, you know, doing what they should be doing. Again, uh, the, the protesting doesn't seem to have caused any type of turnaround in terms of a spike. Uh, we're hit phase four this week here in Long Island. You know, some people have gotten stupid out here and, and they're getting shut down and whatever as far as bars, restaurants, and everything else. So if you take that model... And they have that model up in, in you know, the, the hub cities up in, in, in Canada, Edmonton, and so on and so forth. There's probably a good percentage, and, and most of these guys that are coming in have obviously been quarantined themselves prior to. So, yeah, maybe you're going to get one or two guys that are going to have to quarantine or whatever. But I don't, I don't, 
I don't see full squads going down. I, I don't think that's going to happen because of the way it's going to be managed. So you have to, it's not going to be like, hey, the guys are coming into town. They're all going to be hanging out and then going out after the games. And they're going to go. They're not going back to their families. They're not going back to their friends. They're not doing anything socially. It's business for what, you know, whatever this is going to take the next two months. So, so what, all, I mean, when, when are they, so they're going, the training camp starts on Monday, right? So they, there's been some players who have been in town, and, and from the reports that I've seen, I guess no Ranger has obviously – no, I shouldn't say obviously, but from what I've seen, no Ranger has tested positive. Great. Nothing's been announced. So then – so so I think that's another thing, though, too, Kevin, real quick. They're, they're not announcing who's – I think, you know, as far as a, a league um, protocol, they're not naming names. You know what I'm saying? Like, so – but anyway, that's what I heard. I'm, I don't want yeah, to. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if that's. Uh, I wonder if that's like a HIPAA thing. You know, like a privacy. I believe it is too. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, I would assume that that's more HIPAA than you know the NHL trying to be secretive of. Because I would assume that they'd want to just be open and honest about it. Especially now, I, I always think that's probably the best way to go. But you know, privacy things. I could see why you know they wouldn't be able to just say, "Oh, COVID." Uh, but I'm wondering. So from and again from what I've read i think like half the team half the rangers team is in no one is tested positive which is great i don't know how many of them have been tested they've all been I'm well, let's, well all right tested. but here's now here's another cool here's well not cool but here's another scenario right kd the tournament starts if somebody's missing on the bench <laughs> if somebody's not in warm-ups <laughs> you know if somebody's not playing <laughs> you know what are they gonna do uh you know upper upper body injury i mean so uh, yeah. they're really not gonna be able to hide if, you know, specific players go down. Well, I mean, I'm assuming you'd be able to figure it out. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, you I'm didn't saying. see this guy get injured. Yeah, I mean, you'll be able to figure it out. I just don't, I think due to those, you know, the hippo Why laws. Why is Glenn Healy think... back in nets for the Rangers? Exactly, that's right, that's right. <laughs> actually, you know, you know, actually, you know, not that I'm hoping that somebody tests positive on the Rangers, but how great would it be? Like because the the person who I think if you test positive you got to quarantine for like two weeks so like say like the night before the play in you know like Brett Howden goes you know test positive I'm not gonna make him sick in this scenario because you know I'm not gonna I don't want anybody to be sick just positive you know and then they look at like the you know I think the rosters are like thirty I think they've expanded the rosters to thirty guys is is Michael Haley on that roster <laughs> and is he the first guy that they pick. <laughs> I I just want to see like the collective heads of every Ranger fan sort of explode that he is like in the starting lineup like, for Game One against the Hurricanes. Well, do we do we even know that yet? As far as <laughs> rosters, yeah, I think that they said it's going to be thirty, thirty guys on the roster, and I think it said like unlimited amounts of goalies, which is good for the Rangers because you, you know we have the three headed goalie monster, so. We so, just love to play goalies. Yes, of course. But obviously with the AHL being shut down. Yeah. And I apologize yeah, so for they, reading up on this, folks. <laughs> yeah. listening, I don't know who else has the time to read up on this right now. But uh, I guess it's... Um, Paulie, Paulie, we don't do we even, have a, I, I don't even know what day it is right now. So <laughs> my, are, they, are, they bringing, are they bringing a caravan of Wolfpack with them? That's what I want to know. <laughs> yeah, no, they're going to. They're going to have uh, a bunch of the Wolfpack guys with them. Um, you know, they didn't, they haven't announced who's going to be on the roster. It was just part of, um, their announcement with the CBA stuff that, 
you know, they're going to extend it, expand it to 30 guys um, so that they have it in case, you know, one guy does go down or a couple of guys do go down. Um, you know, they have these extra players with them. So they'll have a number of the Wolfpack guys. Um, they bring in back uh, Kraft's off. Um, so he's back in New York, apparently. So he'll be on the roster. Uh, I don't know if he'll if he'll crack the lineup, but he'll be he'll be there. Um, which is, you know, uh, to me, I think a good thing to practice with the team, even if he doesn't get in any of the games, depending on how long the Rangers last. Um, I think it would be good for him to be at practice with Panarin, with Zibanejad, and jo- sort of just watch them and how they prepare for games and how they go about their business. So I think it's a, hey, you look, know, man, win-win. This, this is some of training camp in addition to everything else, right? Oh, yeah, you know, sure. Usually in August, these guys would start, you know, uh, to start, you know, Stretching, getting ready, getting in shape, you know, for September, obviously. So, I mean, yeah, I'm with you, man. I, to me, bring everybody, you know. Let's get them all in there and as much as you can and, and muck it up. And I think it's great for Quinn to um, – he gets another chance to, to look at these guys pretty much close up. I mean, obviously, this is going to be very um, – as far as, you know, uh, getting to meet and to play – uh, practice, you know, seeing these, some of these kids is going to be more up front. They're going to get a lot of attention, obviously, with the squads being uh, broken up and limits to uh, practices and players and so on and so forth. So that'll be uh, – it'll be interesting. I mean, you know, you, you, you know, every team, right, KD, who's, who's involved with this tournament, every franchise, every fan base is all looking at this in, in all different ways. You know, I was just seeing before there was an article about, you know, some of the Minnesota Wild players, like all the veterans now that are – that are on certain teams right now, and if the, the tournament takes off, and this might be their last run, their their last time playing in the league, and you have that, and then you just have you know teams that you know uh, weren't really gonna you know didn't know if they're gonna make the playoffs, they got a chance at this. It's it's like a whole clean slate for everybody too. So it's just uh, it's a really interesting way to kind of you know approach this as a fan base, as a league, as players, uh, you know teams, personnel, you know even like marketing and. And all that other stuff. You know, when you see the Rangers promoting, you know, the 2021 season and get your tickets now and all that other stuff. I mean, how do they, you know, how do you do that? Again, it's all speculation. You don't know what's going to come up down the road. And I think for all of us more than anything right now, Kevin, you know, just another day, another week, and you get a little closer to it. And it's just going to be something else once they do eventually drop the puck and and, and start, um, you know, going at it out there. But for a young Rangers team with a young coach, you know, J.D. Gordon, all the great stuff that we've been talking about this whole season for us. I mean, it's it's kind of a bonus as far as, you know, our selfishly for us as Ranger fans and as, a, as an organization because we're so young, because most of the big guys are kind of signed right now. We've, we don't have a goaltender issue, which is a bad issue. It's a good issue. You know, we've talked about the young defensive core. And now, K.D., let's segue into the fact that Lindy Ruff – is no longer going to be behind the bench coaching these young stud defensemen that we have. That's a whole new outlook we can look at right now. What's your take on that, buddy? Yeah, I mean, uh, we talked about it uh, two weeks ago when, when the rumors uh, were going around that Ruff was, was in the, you know on the short list, I guess, of, of coaches that could uh, end up in New Jersey. And, and today it looks as though... Uh, he will be, and and look, that that's amazing. 
<laughs> that uh, we're finally going to be getting rid of Ruff. No, I mean, we give I give him a, just a ridiculous tough time, uh, you know, and, and mostly deserved. I mean, while the Rangers, and, and you mentioned it last time, and we discussed it more than that this year. I mean, the Rangers defense definitely improved as the season went on. Um, but, I mean, you know, better than complete horse you know, manure is still horse manure. Um, but um, they were getting better. The the pa- uh, penalty kill, which he runs, was very good at the end of last year. They wanted the they were top five in the league, I think. They were so good. So um, I think though, if if you know, uh, one of the lines Sather you know said about when they got rid of Tortorella, you know, coaches have shelf lives. Um, I think that that uh, Ruff's shelf life was definitely expired. Probably a, a year ago, but uh, so I think I think they needed to to move on because the Rangers' defense really hasn't been good for a while, and you know Ruff has been really the only constant because you've seen a number of different players come in. He was the defensive coach with two different head coaches, Vigneault and and now Quinn, and uh, and the defense has always sort of been the weak spot with this team, and you know while. I think a lot of the defensemen this year individually had very good years. I mean, if you look at Fox and Lindgren and, and uh, D'Angelo, these guys had really, really, you know, good years. I mean, two rookies having this great year, D'Angelo really breaking out and having a good season. Um, but I think just collectively as a group, you know, they had issues. And I think that comes down to the defensive schemes that, that Ruff was using, and, and it, they just weren't working. I mean, you saw Truba sort of really struggle um, this year, you know, and, and he was coming in as one of the top defensemen in the league. Um, and, and the guy he was traded for, Pionk, who was having problems, you know, in the system, went to Winnipeg and, and really has turned it around and has become a much better defenseman. Um, so uh, I think that this team needed a change in defensive philosophy. They'll get it. Now, I don't know. I, I don't think that they've announced that maybe they have since we've started the show um when this will take place and we discussed this two weeks ago does he stay on now does this not happen i think he's getting announced this week i think it's a done deal yeah so now the rangers have to find like a defensive coach yeah i think they'll be all right i'm sure they'll find you know something Whatever. Yeah, I mean, I think Brown is his name. Brown, I think he runs the defense anyway now, so I, I, I don't think it'll be a problem at this point. Well, but for, I mean, for you know, sake, who's coaching? Who's coaching the Wolfpack right now, or had been? Uh, he's not uh, doing anything. Give here we go job. again. That's not knowing. <laughs> Give him the job. Stephen, <laughs> <laughs> you hey, know, look. go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, if, if we could just kind of, you know, look back with, with Lindy here, you know, some of the points you were bringing up about the core and so on and so forth, and and you know, look for all the for all the digs that we gave him, well deserved, so on and so forth. But if you look again, and we have brought this up during during the year, and you know, it starts at the top as far as the uh, you know the, the Rangers front office and everything else. So, you know, Quinn's second-year coach, right? You know, Lindy, just being on the bench, uh, you know, if not for anything else, for before anything that happens on the ice, you know, Lindy's such an, he's such an experienced guy. Obviously, he's a player, um, a guy that's, you know, going to the Stanley Cup finals, 
He's coached some of the greatest players in the league, uh, definitely up in, in, in Buffalo and, and even down in Dallas for that little bit too. You know, so the guy had tons of experience. I am sure uh, Quinn will be the first one to say he, he probably learned a ton of stuff from just being around. As an organization, if Quinn had a, you know, couldn't handle this thing or, or faltered in any way or failed or whatever, if they had to ha- you know, let him go one way or the other, you know, you had an experienced guy like Lindy Ruff who was going to either, you know, he, you know, he would have taken over and then been an interim one way or the other. So I think the Rangers as an organization, and obviously there's, there's ties to Lindy, uh, you know, with the Rangers and stuff going way back. But, you know, I'm just saying in hindsight now, you look at the whole thing with Lindy moving on here. He was, he was a good guy to have for this team. And, you know, this is a Rangers team going through changes. So I don't know if it's Lindy Ruff or anybody else back there on the bench, how much more success uh, they may have had or not, you know, um, because of the uh, the changes, uh, the new guys. You know, any team that, uh, you know, makes changes like the Rangers did and new guys coming in, uh, youth and trades and everything else, uh, guys getting to know each other, guys playing a different system. Um, all those kinds of things put together. I don't know how much you know better the Rangers really could have played. I think we both and we have are acknowledging the fact that their team, the defensive team part of the game, did get better as the season went on. Even though you know the shots went up here and there, and they kind of you know it was a little bit of a roller coaster ride. But for the most part, and you know with the guys that were in, in the pipes, um, look at it that way too. This organization is lucky <laughs> because of the. Um, the 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 uh, deficiencies in the defense uh, that they had three great, great goaltenders that basically saved their asses a ton uh, this year. There's no doubt about it. But Lindy, you know, he did all right. I wish him well. Um, I'm I'm kind of maybe surprised maybe at the Devils hiring him, um, but who knows what that is? Who, you know, how many people want to go to New Jersey one way or the other in terms of the situation that they're in. Um, everybody's, uh, what have you done for me lately? Obviously, Lindy went down to Dallas, uh, had a very little bit of success, was kind of run out of there, though, unfortunately. You know, Torts, same thing. Torts goes to Vancouver, has a horrible year, and, and gets lucky, gets a second chance with Columbus, and now Lindy's going to get another chance here with New Jersey, and, and he's got a little less pressure because, you know, they're kind of rebuilding there as well, too. He's going to take that experience, so it, it'll be all right. But the main thing I want to say, I'm surprised. I'm surprised, and I don't know if it comes down to money, you know, with the Devils or anything. But I mean, you know, for them to choose him over like Laviolette or Gallant or something like that, that I have to believe I, those. I have to believe those guys didn't want to come here. They didn't want to go to Jersey. Yeah, I mean, I, I have to believe. I have to believe a guy like Laviolette. Um, those guys, they they want to go where they can win soon. You know, I think, you think, I think Lindy's more you of a, think, I was going to say, you think Alon wants to be the defensive coach for the Rangers? Jeez. <laughs> He's too good, man. He needs to, you know, he needs to be. I mean, look, there's another. Look, that guy could go. I mean, there's a Seattle franchise that's going to start here in, you know, yeah. another yeah. year or two, you know. Um, so those guys aren't really going to have to worry about that too much. But Lindy's got about, experience. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, it's probably a nice a nice fit for him. Uh, to come in there, and, and, and we'll see what happens. But I would have to say probably those guys. We'll find out down the road, but i got to believe those big names, they weren't up for coming here. Yeah. yeah right, what night, what about – Take care. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> you, you, know who the, you know who the Rangers, I think, are going to bring in? They're going to bring in uh, Brian Leach, I think. That would be, <sighs> <that'd> be nice. <laughs> you know, I would love that. Who wouldn't love that? 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know. What is Brian I mean, doing the, these days? I was gonna say, I don't think he has much coaching experience. Um, you could want, bring Ulf Samuelson. I back. want you know, That'd be a guy to bring back, Ulfie. Yeah. Well, you know, because he left for he left for a job, right? Didn't he? Leave? He wasn't fired or anything. I think he left to go to Carolina. All right. Well, GM Delory, what do you do here now? I mean, obviously, if, <laughs> let's step aside and let's not look at a quick fix for argument's sake. Let's say it's a normal thing. Lindy leaves or whatever. Where does the organization go? Do they they want to bring in another experienced guy here who uh, is going to keep Quinn on his toes? Do they uh, look to Quinn to maybe bring a couple of his guys in or a guy that he knows or whatever? I mean, what what would you do yeah. here? I was just going to say that I think that Quinn is probably going to have a lot of input in this now because I agree with you that Ruff was pro- Ruff was probably here for the last two years just to have that that uh, veteran coaching presence there while Quinn went through you know the rigors of of learning how to be an NHL coach and now that he's gotten through you know two years here um, and and has probably learned a bit you know from Ruff and just coaching these two years they'll probably ask him well, where do you want to go with this you know and and I don't know what his coaching staff was when he was at BU. Um, but maybe there's a guy there that he wants to bring in and say, this, this is the guy I want. He knows, he knows how I want to play defense. I know how he likes to play defense and, and this is going to be the guy. And, and, you know, I think that's, that, that may be the best way to go. I mean, you want to have someone that Quinn is comfortable with. Plus, you know, I, I think it's always good. And, and I, again, I don't know who the guy was, but maybe, you know, new blood, fresh face, you know, it's always uh, a lot of the organizations go with the retreads. Obviously, that's what the Devils are doing. Um, and, and maybe getting a, a new fresh face in here that Quinn maybe worked with at BU or at some other point uh, in his coaching career. And, and, and I think that that's they'll probably ask him about that. Will they go that way? I don't know. But I, I wouldn't mind uh, seeing them bring in uh, um, somebody unexpected. Yeah, as long as they... Unexpected is fine, but with a little bit of experience. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, look, I, if the guy has coaching experience, because I can, I, can, I played some DKD in my, you know, my years in line and a little bit of, you know, ice, you know, but uh, so I would be an unexpected choice. <laughs> it wouldn't necessarily be an experienced choice. Me and you, buddy, let's go. Let's go fill out the application. Go to the website. Apply here for yeah. Rangers defensive coach. Come on, you know buddy. what we haven't. You know what we haven't even talked about to move, to move on from this because I just don't even think this is something that happens till after the season. If the season even happens, the the Rangers could get the number one pick in the draft, and they should definitely tank in the first round <laughs> for a chance to get that first round pick. I mean that number one pick. What do you am do? I wrong? What do you do? I mean, look at look at all the things the Rangers can do. They can they can go for this thing and win the cup, or they could chill out, tank, and get you know maybe get the first round. I mean, the I think, options. I think the options are the wonderful. Per- well, yeah, I mean the percentages actually. I think they have a better percentage, a uh, better chance of getting the number one overall pick than they do to win the Stanley Cup. So you know, percentage wise, I say tank. <laughs> 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 because if they if they don't, I mean, you know, if they win that first round, I mean, they go from 
you know, ha- potentially having, um, you know, the number one pick to now being in the middle of the road. It's supposed to be a deep draft this year, so maybe it's not the worst thing in the world. But, you know, if they can get uh, Lafreniere or whatever the guy's name is, um, uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> That that really, you want to talk about expediting uh, the rebuild, <laughs> you know? Uh, so I, I I don't as much as I I love this team and and the way they were trending at the end of the year. It's gonna be it's such a crap it's gonna be such a crapshoot, you know. With with anybody, you don't know what these guys are gonna be coming back. You don't know if somebody could get sick. You don't know if somebody could say they don't want to play. So it you know a, a Boston or Penguins or. Washington could, you know, and who knows what the plays are like when they come back. So the Rangers have just as good of a chance to win the cup as anybody. But, um, man, first round pick. <laughs> I mean, number one, first round pick, number one pick. They have to get in the number two pick the year before. Man. And we all, and we all know how that always works out for teams like, you know, Edmonton and the Islanders getting <laughs> the number one pick every year. It always seems to help them. I got a but, feeling uh, I got a feeling you don't want to talk hockey during the summer. <laughs> I got a feeling you want your Wednesday nights off here the rest of the way. That's what I'm You know what it is? Yeah, no, what's going to happen is the Rangers are going to self-sabotage themselves cuz they're going to beat the Hurricanes and then you're just going to lose in the first round. They're going to get blown out by, you know, whoever they play in the first round. And uh, then we, we lose the chance for the number one overall pick. And then we move on, KD. <laughs> and we get ready for uh, next year, which uh, will start in October, I guess. No. That's, uh, I don't know when it's going to start. When, do, when is that going to happen? Wait, what is it? When is what start? I'm just, I'm just, I'm just. Sorry, I was reading something, Paulie. I'm sorry, I was completely not paying attention to you at all. No, I was just, you know, we're, <laughs> we're joking here about, you know, uh, this is all speculation. We don't know what's going to happen here, or whatever. But we don't even know when the, you know, there's all kinds of different talk about when the the next season would start. You know, regardless, you know, what happens here. In oh yeah, of, uh, yeah. No, it's, it's next like, year and so on. And so yeah, forth. it's all, it's a complete, you know, crapshoot. And you know, there was actually a chance, depending on what went on with the draft. Um, order because they're doing the double draft order where they obviously the the number one pick now is like the placeholder. You know, and I, they're gonna. Do, I don't care about any of that. Do you mind me saying that? What do you mean? Like I the, the whole draft thing. Like I really. It was, couldn't, it's I stupid. I don't even understand why I, they did know, that. For me, just play the tournament. Let's see some hockey. I don't care. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why that they. Did that? They I mean, maybe to just to it. keep the NHL in, you know, in, in on well, TV. They have to make it work, right? They have. I mean, you have teams that are not playing in this tournament, so they have to figure something out. I get that, but I'm like, uh, there's no way, you know. As far, and I know we're joking around here about tanking and all that other stuff. Well, maybe, maybe I. Well, I'm not, jo- I'm not I joking. I'm not joking around at all. I know. You're <laughs> well, I mean, it, it doesn't matter. It's not like the play is going to tank. But and like God. you know, for us to be worried about guys getting sick and all that other stuff, I mean, it's just let's just keep going forward. I mean, just when we get there, we get there. You know, we're not even there yet. And as far as the draft and you know, and the next season, all that other stuff, it's just like it's it's unbelievable how all of us are just in this, you know. It's just junk. We're just stuck in the mud here, and all we can do is just kind of wait. And and every yeah, I, new, every news line that comes out, every tweet, you know, the CBA, the draft, everything else, I would have to say priority number one for 
any fan who's been obviously here in New York and, and across the country and across the world here in quarantine, you know, uh, it's a simple thing. Like, you know, it's been fantastic for me, like on Saturday mornings and, and, and weekday afternoons, to turn on Premier League soccer. Just to watch the games. They're playing. I don't, you know, I know I don't care about no fans in the stands. It's just been great watching the guys play. And at the end of the day here, for all of us, especially, you know, hockey fans, we just let's just go. I don't care if there's eight guys left on the bench and uh the equipment guy has to coach the team and, and make the lines. Let's just play. Let's do it. Yeah, I mean, if they could get you know, and, and you were saying before, I, if they can get this testing down where obviously all the guys coming in from wherever they're coming from. I mean, you literally have to like, I don't know where they're going. Like when they come back, like where are they staying? Like do they have them in a bubble once the training camp starts? Yeah, of course. Are they allowed? They're, look, there's nobody staying in these hotels anyway, right? Yeah, no, no. I'm just wondering what – what they're being allowed to do and not do at that point. Can they, are they literally just sitting in their room getting room service? And then they go down to, you know, MSG to practice wherever they're practicing. I'm Um, sure that's what they're doing. I mean, whether or not they can go down, look, I mean, look, if you take New York, right? So if any of the guys are in here in town and and playing at the garden practice and whatever, or at the practice facility and so on and so forth, I mean, they're here. You know, and, and legally, you know, if, if, if there's inside-outside dining in Phase 4 in Long Island, you can go down there. Now, if, if these guys are going to have protocols, it's a different – obviously, it's a different situation for them. I mean, take take the health thing out, out of the whole picture, right? So these guys have been brought back. They're, they're getting paid millions of dollars, and they're professional athletes, and they've had the meetings. This is all going through NHLPA, all the negotiations, so – you know, and and they, and they all have their out if they don't want to come. Like I said, if guys have uh, you know babies and family and they don't want to come, they don't have to come. So on and so forth. So, but the guys that do come, and they're here, they're here to work, just like everybody here in New York who's starting to slowly get back to work. Those of those of us who can, you know, you just do it. It's like anything else. It's like you know me back, getting back to performing locally here too, and. And some of the bigger bands out here too. We're doing drive-in concerts. You're, you're, you're. It's a just the new normal. So yes, these guys are probably following new protocols. I, I think, I think once the biggest issue they're going to have is initially in the training camps, and if they can get through that, I think once they get to the hub cities, I think they'll. Knock on wood. I think they'll be okay. I think but Kevin. Kevin, if that's one thing, right? Let's let's just go to game play on the ice. Guys are checking, sweating, bumping, grinding. You know, st- I mean, that sounds terrible the way I'm <laughs> yeah, putting this across. But I, mean, <laughs> but I mean, talk about game play. Not that there's anything wrong with it, Paulie. No, I know, but I mean, the game play itself is just going to be, you know. Forget about all the other stuff. They can sit in their rooms and play video games and, you know, go do practice and not see each other and stay away from people and all that other stuff. But now the Rangers, who are playing the Carolina Hurricanes, are those two franchises now have to trust each other, right? It's almost like, you know, the, the it's going to be a whole new, different kind of lineup card that they hand in. You know what I'm saying? Here's our list. These guys are all, you know, these guys are all negative, you know. 
These guys, well, these two guys didn't. They were in quarantine. I mean, all that stuff, right, that even before they even play the first game. And it is, it's, it's really hard to think about, right? But just the gameplay itself. A guy, and, and they're saying, like I said, a guy could test negative on a Friday and he could get it on a Saturday. So it's just yeah, crazy. I, so they're just going to well, go. Yeah, it's like te- us, Kevin. The- we're, we're, we're leaving the house, right? We're going shopping. We're going to do mm-hmm. things. We're going to have a drink. We're going over to certain friends' houses, right? We're, we're hanging out with certain family members. We're having backyard parties. So we're doing certain kind of things. So these guys are going to know each other just like we hang out with the people we know. I mean, there's no, you just got to go for it, right? Just be smart and follow the best guidelines, do the right things, and well, as we'll long see what as happens. the test, as long as the testing is, you know, being done properly and on a consistent basis, and they're, like I said, and they're at the hubs, which they're supposed to be, you know, in this bubble. Um, I, I, I don't see where they could run into into an issue you know as long as you have them in that bubble i mean what does that mean in the bubble um you know if they're not going out and they're only around each other there shouldn't be a problem um if you're testing properly and again i think the issues are everybody it is going to be everybody coming back once that happens who has it you know who doesn't have it quarantining those guys um and then if you have to quarantine those guys for two weeks, you know, you're starting on the 13th. So, you know, now those guys don't play till the 27th. How much of your team is quarantined for the next two weeks? So those guys don't get any training camp because at that point you're getting ready because the season's supposed to start on August 1st. Kevin, you, you know in the meetings they put all these scenarios out on the table. No, to, that well, that's it. I to mean, the point one... where, let's say, Holtby and Ovechkin go down on the caps for the mm-hmm. series. And they have yeah, to well, play that's without it. them. Yeah, well, that's it. tough luck. Yeah. No, yeah. That, look, it is what it is. I mean, exactly. They all know that. So, yeah, I'm not worried about one or two guys. I'm worried if it and – I, and I don't think it will be widespread, like you said, once they get to the hub. Because at that point, you know, the guys who had it will have been quarantined. You know, they, they'll have the testing is in place. And you now have them in the bubble, like I had mentioned. And, and it should be okay. Like you said, it is working in the um, English Premier League with the soccer. And the other I mean, thing, the Kevin, players... too, and Kevin, too, we have to keep this in mind. I mean, you're bringing up the soccer, too. These guys are some of the best-conditioned athletes, healthiest guys in the world. Well, yeah, I'm not worried about them. To be honest, I'm not really so worried about worried them about? getting sick. I want to know well, what you're well. worried about. <laughs> you still can't play. You still have to quarantine. I'm worried about this. Coaches, there's going to be players like Capo Caco who could get sick because he's got the you know type 2 diabetes. I mean, so there are still some risks. Well, Caco is not going to be a big factor in guys with having the it. success. All right? <laughs> he may not be a big factor, but he's still going to be there and could get sick. Um, but it doesn't uh, the only actually the only professional athlete that I've seen with all these guys that are testing positive who I've seen that's actually is sick is uh, Freddie Freeman, the uh, first baseman with the uh, Atlanta Braves. So that's only in baseball. Um, all the other leagues I haven't seen that anybody's actually been sick, um, which is good. But again, that still, you know, doesn't mean that they can't pass it along to a trainer, uh, a marketing person or, you know, the staff that's 
that's with them who may be a older or, you know, and maybe the organization is telling that person, like, look, you can't be with us. Um, we're not taking that risk. So, um, so, and again, maybe they're, they're looking at that and that's, those bases are covered. I hope they are. I hope yeah, it works they, out. Look, they they know, are. There's, I've been, this perimeter is being set up. I mean, a buddy of mine, yeah. he started back work at, uh, at the school here. Um, you know, he's, uh, as far as maintenance and all that stuff now. And, and, uh, he was showing us a clip where, he walks in now, and then there's this automatic thing, and he has to put his face in his head, and it scans him. It detects mm-hmm. whether or not he has a fever or not before he can go in and, and work in the building. You know? So this is, is going to be part and of it. Yeah, I'm not trying to be I, – I obviously, our back and forth is, you know, I'm, I'm obviously more the negative side of it here. I, I want it to happen more than anything, and I think they should go forward with it, saying everything that I said. I think that they should try – because it does sound like they have a good plan in place, and 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 hopefully it works. I I, I give them credit for trying. I I, I think if done correctly, um, you know it it should work out because you are seeing it in other uh, countries. You are seeing it in other sports. Um, I know golf is you know different than hockey again with just the physicality of the sport itself. But to me, you know if the testing is done right. How the sport is played, how the sport is played, really shouldn't matter. It's it's just determining, you know, which of these guys either is positive or isn't. You know, has the disease or doesn't. And if they're doing that, it it shouldn't matter. <laughs> so you know, it's hopefully the league is going to be doing the right thing. It sounds as though the plan they got a good plan in place, and we'll cross our fingers and hope for the best. That's all we can do, man. I think just all of us in general, everything that we're doing just in everyday life right now in terms of trying to get back to normal and so on and so forth. I mean, again, you see you see what's happening in other states, but, you know, you can see where they made the mistakes. So we're on, oh, the, yeah. other, we're on the other side of right now where the longer we go and the longer we go without anything turning around here, let's say, in New York, and, again, you can look – I mean – I went I went down just the other day every time I I try and kind of run down all the states and stuff. I mean outside of a couple, you know, it was bad here obviously and it's bad in a couple other states, but there's other, you know, not only in the United States but in in the world it's you know, it's in these 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 pockets and it seems to be it was a result of like I said bad management. You know, well bad government or you know, just people just not getting on board with just doing the right thing for a little while, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, I think it's hard. I think it was hard in some of those states where, um, so what, you know, what what the virus. Get, yeah, but what I'm trying to get ahead. at, Kevin, is th- those are states, right? This is a league. This has they're putting yeah. down protocols. They had the so everybody's on board together. There is not going to be, you know, players walking into rink saying I'm not wearing a mask. You know, there's not going to be uh, yeah. that yeah. kind of a, uh, you know, everybody is part of the same. You know, they're they're a team here. They're all working together to the point where they could lose their their job or their privilege as a player or anything else. Or more than anything, what these guys are all doing is their money. You know, I mean, look look at baseball went through with the, the the ridiculous amounts of money and everything else. You know, so it's 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 different. So if if I can put a positive spin on it, where I feel this hockey thing is kind of going to work out, is because everybody's um, everybody's on the same team. Everybody's going to do it the right way, and they're going to go uh, about it to the point where they can keep it down to a minimal. So as fr- as tough as it was here in New York, everybody bought in. 
did the right thing here, and now we're getting back to normal quicker than anybody else is. And, and, and we're seeing, like I said, when you have chaos, when you have people that don't buy in, who don't, you know, uh, take the advice or at least, you know, just do the right thing for a little while, um, you can see the, the situation we're in. And like I said, you look at Canada, they have nothing up there. As far as the numbers, it's insane. I mean, you, you talk about Canada closing the border and Mexico closing the border on us. And that just it must goes be to show. it must be something in the it must be something in the poutine or something. Oh man, I don't know, <laughs> but you know. So I'm just I'm just bringing that up as an example that the league is you know, and it's it's not going to be a perfect science, obviously. But Love the optimism. Love the optimism. Well, I also feel Kevin, there is, you know, for for a guy, me and you, and for most of us out here on Long Island, who have been. You know, and, and I'm not just excluding, you know, I mean, talking about, you know, the rest of New York, too. For all of us that have been inside for three or four months, and, you know, we did what we were supposed to do, uh, a huge portion of us, whether we liked it or not, we did it. And now we're getting back to normal. I mean, it's the, the numbers are the numbers. Facts are the facts. It is what it is. So, you know, I just have to believe that this is going to be, um, you know, handled the right way. You know, you can you yes. can look at you can look at prisons that weren't handled the right way, and they and their the outbreak got ridiculous because, like I said, it's just mismanagement. Um, you know, and that's basically what it is. So I would have to believe not to go on and on and on and on about this. And yes, it is a positive thing. I think the league, and because it everybody's got to follow the same rules, whether you're a reporter, whether you're you know a centerman, or whether you're up in the front office. Uh, or security, or anything else, everybody working for the NHL at these hub cities, uh, they're going to trim it down, and I, I really do. I, I think, And I think the Premier League is a perfect example. They're playing ball, man, and there's 22 guys on that field, and they got to run and, and, and get it out. It's, not, it's obviously definitely not as intimate as, as ice hockey. There's no doubt about it. But, you know, it is going to be cold on the rink, you know? So <laughs> maybe, that'll, maybe that'll take care of the virus, you know? We don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think you bring up a good point that everybody who's going to be doing this is all going to be sort of pulling in the same direction. Um, I, I think that's a, a, a good point you bring up because I think the issue in, in a lot of the states where, you know, it was going or you had not everybody <laughs> pulling in the same direction or, you know, following uh, the rules and regulations that are being put out there, if they were even being put out there at all. Um, so I think that that's actually a, a, a definitely a, a thing to look at that uh, everybody will be or you assume they will be um, uh, complying um, with the protocols put in place and which should, you know, uh, keep the infections at a minimum, um, you hope. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it'll work out, buddy. I want to see some hockey. Yeah. We all do, man. No, man, I hear it. And look, we all need it. And like you said, we've all been sort of getting back to a little bit of normalcy here. Um, and, and, you know, it's, but it's it's really not. It's funny. Today I was sitting at home. I was in my pool on my float and drinking a beer or whatever. And I said to my wife, I was like, oh, can you get me another beer? She's like, you know, it's a Wednesday. I was like, does it matter? <laughs> I'm like, seriously, it doesn't matter what day of the week it is anymore. She's like, that's a good point. And she poured it and she poured herself a glass. So 
Um, there you go, buddy. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it really, I mean, it, it it's funny. You, you forget how much, because, you know, we really haven't been watching sports or live sports and for so long, hockey and, you know, they have all the replays and stuff on them. I've said it before. I'm just not into it. I, yeah, I'm I just watch not watching any of the replays of 94. I'm not watching any of the 86 Mets stuff. I'm not, you know, or whatever replays that I'm seeing on them. Just anyway, right? Yeah, that's right. That stuff. I, it's, actually, it's definitely <laughs> replaying it on the radio, AM. Um, so, um, you know, it is missed. You know, I'm getting sick of trying to find another, you know, Netflix show to watch. Um, and, uh, you know, thankfully, my son has actually started up, a, you know, some sports um, as they're now allowing that over here in, in Nassau um county so it's been good to go to the field and watch him play um but um you know i definitely need to see a little uh professional uh sports happening i, I think it'll be okay. good for everybody who uh you know twitter's twitter's tough to read you know before this happened <laughs> it's even worse now um and i think everybody needs a distraction everybody needs to get a smile put on their face and uh you know, have a little uh, enjoyment, uh, a little more enjoyment in their life. Here, here, buddy. I'm with you, man. That's a that's a good way to to wrap this show up, buddy. Is to uh, think positive and raise a few glasses, and uh, definitely everybody who's been uh, tuning in for us and hanging in there with us here at Go Rangers Radio. Look, man, I can't wait, man, to talk games, lineups, shots. You know, even if we don't know who's in the lineup <laughs> or not. Well, who's left? But uh, I think it's Michael be Haley. Okay. I told you, Haley and Brendan Smith are going to be in the opening night lineup. Mark it down. I don't care, man. <laughs> I'll be there, buddy. That's true. You know what? It's, Quinn could probably get away with that now because nobody will care who the hell is not. He could bring Tanner Glass down from the front, you know, from the front office to play. No, <laughs> nobody would care just because it's hockey. I'm all just because they're playing again. <laughs> it sounds good. All right, buddy. Another great show and. Uh, we wish uh, Lindy Ruff the best in New Jersey, except when he plays us. Good stuff there. But, I, I don't. Wish, I don't wish him the best at all. I hope he loses every game. <laughs> Good old Lindy. Take care, buddy. All right, KD. Everybody out there, thanks so much as always for tuning in. Go Rangers Radio. We appreciate it. We're going to keep it here. We'll keep things going uh, as this uh, NHL tournament uh, gets here. We get closer as we move into the heat of the summer here. And everybody in New York. Keep it up. Keep doing a good job out there and look out for each other, and we'll get back to normal uh, more so than we are starting to get there. All right, KD, as always, I'm going to leave it to you to say goodnight to the folks. Goodnight, folks. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, let's go, Rangers!